Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stack guy Greg and Dip, every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We got a brand new episode this week, touching up on the NBA Finals. I'm with my co-host, Pasha Hagigi. What's up, my guy? How you doing? It's good to be back in person. Last week was tough. You were doing the pod from outside. I think last week, you know, I showed my versatility yeah. and, and my my ambition to get the pod done. I was by the street. I was outside. I was inside. Yeah. No AC, AC. It's you only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra. So that's. Are we still plugging it? Yeah, of course, always. Okay. Uh, But yeah, no, I I appreciate what you did last week. Uh, It's glad you it out for us. It's good to be home. Yeah. Good to be. We got to get into the finals. So we watched the game last night together. Uh, Nuggets won 104 93. You weren't surprised by the outcome of the game. I was not. Yeah. What were were your biggest takeaways? Just the first thing you thought about. I don't think anybody was surprised last night. Um, And that's no disrespect to to Miami. And I'm not even looking at it from an aspect of Denver being a better team. I'm more so looking at it from the aspect of the past 60-something hours for Miami has been insane. I mean, they they win the conference finals going straight to seven, uh, having to take that series all the way back, you know, going up. 3-0 to having a team possibly 
be the first team to ever come back. I mean, that emotionally, mentally would wear on you. Um, to then win that game and then hop on a flight that night or the next day and go straight to Denver. And only have like 24 hours to really get adjusted up there while that team has just been sitting there waiting. There was no way in hell they're going to win that game. In fact, I'm actually impressed that the game was that close. Um, I thought it was going to be even more of a blowout. But, uh, you know, you could see their legs a lot were affected in most most of the jump shots that were taken, especially late in the game. Um, You know, Strauss didn't really have anything. Martin didn't have anything, you know. They didn't really get anything from Duncan Robinson. A lot of their key role players who have helped make this run for them really were just kind of, they were out of the loop last night. So, you know, the only guy who really played well was Bam. You know, you combine that with the fact that Jimmy doesn't have his usual night. I mean, there's just no way in hell they win that game. I think everyone leading up to it, they were all saying, yeah, the Nuggets, there's no way the Heat can match up with them. The Nuggets are on a roll. But secretly, I think people were hoping the Heat would just keep doing what they've been doing, right? Proving everyone wrong. And last night looked tough. But I will say, the Nuggets only scored 104 points. And I do feel like if you would have you know, said in the beginning of the game yesterday that the Nuggets are only going to have 104 points, I would maybe assume that the Heat would win the game, or at least it would be close. So there are some things that the Heat were doing right. Absolutely. I mean, there are definitely some bright spots within the game, you know, watching the game. When you look at these highlights, man, the the first thing that you see is just how much the ball hops with Denver consistently, um, which is something that Miami's kind of thrived on, which is why all these players have been able to eat. But in last night's game, you know, the only the only action they really ran that was productive was any action to pick a little Bam. Yeah. You know, Bam shooting, you know, mid range jump shots, which he made. But he's he's trading contested tough middies for like, you know, Jokic coming down, Murray coming down, playing the two man game, swing, swing, catch, back door, cut, this guy gets a wide open three. The way they play, uh, obviously I know all too well. You know, it's just it's best shot available at all times. That's kinda of what Jokic preaches, and that's kinda of what he gets done. Um, how important is it when your leader, the guy at the top is playing so unselfish and it's just how contagious is that? Well, it sets a standard. People talk about all these skills with Jokic and I think the biggest thing that he does really well is just play unselfish every single night. He's able to get selfish looking stats the right way. He does it without dominating the ball. He does it without over dribbling. Uh, there's a lot of players in the NBA that put up some significant numbers, but it's because they have the ball. You know, the entire fucking game when you're dribbling the air on the ball. Uh, whereas, you know, Jokic is able to dominate the game in a variety of ways that still have every, enough food on the plate for everybody to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why this team is so dangerous. You know, Jamal coming back has changed obviously the outlook of this team. They've been able to add a couple complementary pieces. Uh, but ultimately Jamal being healthy is the difference. Um, he just adds a whole different dimension to, to that, uh, to that team. The free throw discrepancy, though, two free throws to 20. Two free throws to 20 is insane. And the Miami Heat, you would think if they wanted to win, it would be a grind-out game it, where Jimmy's getting to the line. You know? I really do think fatigue played a part last night. They just looked dragged. I, I, I think game two is the game to watch. I think if they're going to steal one here to make this like a very interesting series, it's going to be game two. I would have been shocked if they went into game one and won that game. Yeah. Um, I, I just... 
the past couple of days, the, the, the emotional win over Boston, but then hop on a flight immediately, go to Denver. The altitude thing is real. I heard Charles Barkley and a couple other guys say it's not real because they don't have banners up there. It's just, yeah. I don't even know how to make sense of that, but I, I played there and it's absolutely real. The altitude is yeah. real. I don't think it's the deterrent who wins the game or not, but already having heavy legs after a grueling seven game series, walking into game one, playing a well rested Denver team. Then you add the altitude on top of that. I just didn't see them winning that game. And you could see it, man. You could see it in Martin Struess, uh, 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 who else? Uh, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Like these guys were short. And we'll, we'll get into their shooting percentages. Yeah. It, was, it was abysmal. Um, I think the biggest thing I saw last night was the Nuggets just looked too big. Like they looked huge in their but front, their front line, their plus minus. Porter was plus 20. Aaron Gordon was plus 15. Jokic was plus 14. Everyone else was in single digits or negative. They just looked huge compared to them. And they, they Bam couldn't guard Jokic one on one. We saw that. It, it, he's too big. Yeah. And I think Bam's a hell of a defender. He, at the end of the day, like there's just science involved in this. And yeah. like Jokic's <laughs> weight is just unflinching. He's just, he's just like, He's got at least 40, 50 pounds on this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bam's doing everything he can. But, I mean, right now, left, there's just really nobody that, that, that Miami has to even guard. Him, man. Um, he's also the best player in the NBA uh, at the moment. And I, I, I don't – I just don't see this series going any other way. You know, I, I think Miami can maybe win a game. And I, I say that just – Honestly, out of respect for Miami, not disrespect, out of respect for Miami, uh, just due to their nature of not flinching and not quitting, and yeah. playing hard and competing and being very well coached, I, I, I give them a game. But if we're going to be realistic here in terms of this playing style, the only team that would have gave them a run, Denver, was, was Boston. Uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you also is, how do you feel about first you said the Warriors were gonna win no matter what in the beginning of the playoffs? Yes, I believe. Then you said the winner of the Philly Boston series was gonna win. Um, and obviously didn't happen. Are you just do you feel like do you think the way Celtics to, way to, way to call out all my I know I was trying to, I'm trying to say this politely. Like it's just is the basketball being this unpredictable for you? I I mean, is it just the way the game's going? Like the Heat just they just what out more effort? Well, here's the thing. The heat ruined it. I mean, the heat ruined all my, uh, my, my, my bracket my buster. Yeah. They were the, they exactly, that's exactly the part that they played. Um, yeah, I, I, it's been really unpredictable this year. You know, I, I think for the first time, even the past couple of years, and I, I'll give the Warriors credit last year, but again, we didn't have Jamal last year when I was on Denver. Um, and, uh, I think the NBA is the most even of a landscape that it's been in a long time. You know what I mean? I I think there's not a clear cut dominant team. I guess Denver would be that. I would team. say Denver looks like that. But but in terms of long term, like they're going to be a really good team. But they're they're not the Warriors, man. Yeah, they're far thing from that. So they're a really good team. When I say the Warriors, I'm talking about the dynasty that they built. Well, so, so Denver, we were talking about it last night. Uh, their best players under contract. You know, for they're the going to be good years. for the next two three years. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just saying they're beatable. Like, yeah. you can beat Denver. But we're in Minnesota with no Jaden McDaniels and Nas. And still, every game was close. Could have won any of those games, right. with the exception of the first one. Um, we won one game. Yeah, we, our series was tougher than, than their Lakers series. You know right. what I mean? Like, we, our, our series so far, with the exception of Phoenix, has been the toughest series that they've had to, had to play. Um, so it's just, you know, 
I played there. So I was just like, I know how good this team is. So they're a really good team. I have them winning the whole thing. It actually kind of hurts me to say that just because I was, you know, to be a year removed from a team that goes to the finals yeah. is like no fun thing to see. Um, but you do know that team really well, it, even though you were a stepping stone to whatever they are. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I tell everybody all the time. Everybody's like, man, they got so much better. I'm like, they really didn't. They got Jamal Murray back. Yeah. Like, again, Caldwell Pope's been a great fit. Bruce Brown's been a great fit. I swear to God, if we had Jamal Murray fully healthy the way he's playing right now last year, yeah. it would have been the same fucking thing. Bro. Yeah. We would have took Golden State to seven. We would have took Golden State to seven. And from there, I'm not going to predict the winner. Not if we've gone either way, because they were, Golden State was a different team last year. Um, but we could easily beat them. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't have Jamal. This is the guy's averaging 30 right now. You know, right. it's just a 30 points on the board is a big difference. You know what I mean? And, then you add guys like KCP, who is a, he really is a natural fit for, for Jokic, just yeah. his game style. Um, and then Bruce Brown's played well, but they only play seven players, man. Yeah. That's one thing that, you know, they're not the Warriors, you're saying. There's something they could work on. Let's say they win the title this year. Something no, they, they can work on. They got to improve their depth. Yeah, they're done. You want to talk about long term and dynasty for the, for the, for the Nuggets? They got to improve their depth. They got yeah. seven players right now. Right. That they play. They're not playing anybody else. But if they do win the title, Reggie Jackson like, strangely doesn't. He he can't right. see the court when he was a starting point guard for the Clippers two years ago. But mm-hmm. fit is everything, as we talked about. And, but if they do win the title, let's say that's what we're assuming, th- those free agents people will come though. They'll, they'll fill out the rest of that once, roster once they win this year, which I believe they will. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very easy for them to fill in that roster because everyone's going to want to be a part of that next. We're we'll playing Jokic, yeah. Play with Jokic. I think people look at Bruce Brown. And see this guy's success, and are thinking this guy can fucking do it. Then you know what? And that's no disrespect to Bruce Brown. No, but it's not I understand. It's not there are a lot of guys out there that have a similar skill set that yeah, they can come to the Nuggets. I'm, and I'm not being disrespectful at all. I think Bruce Brown can play. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of guys that were if, are in Bruce. If I was in Bruce's shoes, I, I could do the same. I'm telling you right now, I could do it, Bruce. Yeah. But I didn't have Jamal. It's a big deal. Jamal opens the space. See what Jamal does. What people don't understand is Jamal now makes it impossible just to go double yoking every single time. Because right. you have another star on the floor. They also have an amazing rapport that like you can't teach. A lot of it's because they're just two totally different positions, so it works. That's why Jason Tatum and Brown are great as they is. It, it, there's a lot of like question there because they're two high-volume scoring guards that are pretty much the same fucking position, the same height. Mm-hmm. They play the same exact way. It's like CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard. Great players, but like you just got two guards, you know, chucking up a lot of shots, right. shooting a lot of shots. This, you have a center and a guard, so a whole offense is able to run. You got guys moving. You said it last night. You said this is this lineup is just perfectly. Their starting lineup put is together. perfect. Yeah. They have a perfect starting lineup around you. And that someone is. that we haven't named yet, Aaron Gordon. I just think that's a that's a example for the league to all watch. There could be a player like Aaron Gordon in Orlando that's being misused. They had him on the perimeter, kind of going one on one. I don't know what that was. And there's a lot of there's a lot of teams out there that are one piece away that they could go find an Aaron Gordon on the Magic, and they could they could add that. They made that move, and people it wasn't a you know hyped move at the time. No, no one no one talked about. Now that. looking at it, it's it's perfect. It was, it's, it's, it's a steal. perfect yeah, yeah it's it a was. perfect uh, combination with Jokic. So there's a lot of teams out there that they could be one player away like that, one move away. Um, I also wanted to ask you about Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, drafted 14th, slid because of uh, health issues. And then people also had maybe like uh, personality issues with them, thinking that maybe he wouldn't be able to buy in. Are you surprised that he's been able to be such a team player and buy into their 
their team? Not really. I mean, they also simplify it for him. You yeah. know, they pretty much when he gets the ball, everyone knows that ball's going up. Yeah, he's shooting. Yeah. Um, but that's what they pay him to do, and yeah. they don't pay him small change. You right. know, what I mean, he gets paid big change, um, to put the ball in the basket. So I think every play for him is usually run between Jamal and Jokic. They call a set, knowing that this ball is going to Michael and it's going up. Yeah. So like he's able to like fit in because his I don't like to say chaos because he does he's not a chaotic player, but his playing style is controlled and fit in this system. And as a personality, I, I don't think it was a problem for Michael to fit in because he's just a good guy. He's a normal dude. He's, uh, and like I said, we talked about this earlier. You have no air. You have no room to not fit in when the best player has the least ego in the locker. You have no room to walk around the locker room with an ego and, yeah. and like get in the way of the team's, uh, uh, actual playing style and, and what Jokic wants. I mean, you, your best player, best player in the league right now is probably one of the more unselfish players in the league, which is very unique. Um, so Michael, I don't think he even had a chance to do that. No one, I think he would. And their team, like I said, it's just a glove. They got it. They got a great thing going right now. Again, for them to continue, if they do win this year, um, they got to fill out those pieces still because seven's not going to cut it. I think seven, you know, yeah. they got I mean, seriously. They play seven players right now, right? Um, which is a, Christian which, Brown would 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 be the eighth. He would be the eighth. Yes, yes. yes. So you could throw him in there, right. um, but still, right. eight players. That's not a lot. But yeah, they're dominant right now. Yeah, and the only reason I think they have a chance to make this a legitimate run is, hey, they went to the conference finals the last time Jamal Murray was healthy. We talked about that. He was just injured the last couple of years. Yeah, that's a good so point. they've been good. But another thing for me is the way they're playing, and this has been a dominant playoff run, right? They haven't lost a game at home. They've only lost three games total. They haven't lost a game in about a month, which is crazy. Um, is there's some titles where I feel like a team basically was at the last man standing after a Royal Rumble. Like the Raptors in 2019, I felt like they just were the last ones healthy and they just was like a dog fight. If they redid the playoffs, they might not have won it. Same with the Bucks in 2021, where, you know, they were down 2-0 to the Nets. They got hurt. And it was kind of like they were the last man standing in this crazy battle. And then there are championships where I'm just like, no one's on this team's level. And that's the way I feel about the Nuggets right now. The way they're playing, if they redid the playoffs right now and ran it all back, they would just still be in the finals. They're, they're just playing on a different level, and that's why I think they have a chance to make this a run. Now, we could sound stupid, and he could win game two, all the pressures on the Nuggets in game three. I'm just assuming, hypothetically, they do look like they're going to win the title, and that's why I think there's a chance for them to make a run here, and like we said, all their players are under contract. Well, you don't sound crazy because you've been saying that same thing for a while. Yeah. You, you've been talking about how dominant the Nuggets have been on playoffs. Yeah. They haven't lost a game at home. Uh, they've blown out more teams than anybody else. Um, they play consistently the same every night. The ball goes to the same two players. Uh, they both can pass too. That's another thing. We were talking about duos in the league. A lot of those other duos I named aren't pass first guys or not great passers. Yogi's one of the best passers in the league. Mm -hmm. And Jamal is extremely skilled and actually is a wonderful passer. So you got two guys who are great scorers, who are your best players, who are also good passers and don't over dribble. It's just a dangerous, they have a dangerous with a bunch of shooters around them. Call a poke and shoot. Uh, Aaron Gordon is the, the, the high rising guy, perfect rim running, pick rolling, dunker spot, strong, guards one through five positions, does a lot of the dirty work. So Yoko just have to get his hands dirty. And then you got Michael Porter Jr., who on, on a standstill jump shot could probably outshoot just about anybody in the league. So 
they have this perfect team right now, and it it thrives off a Yoki Jamal's dominance, but like unselfishness. Um, and that starts with with Yoki. Yeah. So you obviously had the scouting report on a lot of teams throughout the year. Um, you game plan for them. You played the Nuggets in the first round, so you definitely had that. Is it just so much different to game plan for the Nuggets because of Jokic compared to game planning for, you know, let's say you're playing the Lakers or the Suns. You know, you get the Suns, a couple guys going ISO. It's a little, probably a little yeah. easier. Is it just that much different when you game plan for a team like the Nuggets? Yeah, they, it, it's harder with Jamal. He had, he had a whole other aspect yeah. to it. Um, you know, they thrive on ball movement. Like I said, and anytime you're playing against a team that has superior ball movement where you know the opening man's getting the ball, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to guard. And that's what's made the Warriors so dominant over the years. And a little bit more guardable this year is because they relied so much on Steph, it seems like this year. Yeah. Where in the previous years, just, it's always, re- re- you know, they've always relied on Steph, but there's just been like a system of like that ball flying and all these guys are just raining through. Like yeah. that's how it felt. It felt like when they hit one, it felt like 10 was being hit. Yeah. Especially when they'd go in those runs. Um, that's kind of what Denver has a little bit this year. They have this like, it's really to your point. They have this like energy that's just like, they're just better than everybody right now. And yeah. like, I don't think anybody's watching them play like this team. Can lose. Yeah. I don't think anybody believes that he'd have a chance other than the heat. Yeah. Um, and it's hard again. He can win literally Sunday and everybody would be like, Oh my God. He's going to take, you know, so yeah. narratives change every game. We understand that in the playoffs. But just based off what office, you know, what I've seen so far, I, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to pick another team, man. Denver can take this one. It's almost time to crown an NBA champion, and FanDuel wants you to be a part of the excitement. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. For example, for game two, I got Jimmy Butler having the most points because I think he's due for a Jimmy Buckets game. I love betting on FanDuel because there's great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the finals action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash RingerNBA and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. It's FanDuel.com slash RingerNBA. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Iowa, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Let's look at the Heat's, you know, point of view on this one. They didn't shoot it well. Uh, 
So Caleb Martin was one out of seven. He had three points. Max Struess was 0 for 10, 0 for 9 from three, zero points. Duncan Robinson, one for six, one out of five from three, three points. They were combined two out of 23, six points. Those guys were key contributors against the Celtics in previous series. So you only, you know, you only lose by 11. I know it was, you know, kind of more of a block than anything, but those guys not, you know, making any shots, six points combined out of the three. Yeah. They hit some shots and this is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I like the, uh, is it Hightower? Yeah. No, yeah. High, Highsmith? Highsmith. Yeah. yeah. Hightower. <laughs> Steve Hightower, the yes. Steve Harvey show? Yeah, Steve Hightower. <laughs> I like Highsmith. Yeah. And I think they need to use him more. Um, I like his versatility on both sides of the ball. I think he has length. I think he plays defense. Um, he can actually hit an open shot. He's athletic and he can actually get to the basket a little bit more. They missed Victor last night. They, they need like somebody to be able to get to the basket. All those guys are not create their own shot guys. Yeah, and, and I know Martin had a come to Jesus game in game <laughs> seven. Uh, yeah. like he was, uh, well, he it, played great all series. It, no, no, no. He's played fantastic all playoffs. Yeah. Honestly, they, they've all played well all playoffs. Right. But in terms of getting your own shot, like coming down, hitting someone with a move, getting in the paint, driving and kicking, that is, he is getting most of his shots off someone else, Jimmy or someone, bam, attracting attention, mm-hmm. kick out. He has a three or it's a pump fake sidestep three or it's a straight line drive. Right. That's how him and Max and all these guys have scored. The only guy that's really out there scoring on his own, doing his own stuff is bam, Jimmy. And I'll give Gabe Vincent at times. Uh, well, Bam had 25 shot attempts. Yeah, I know. He was putting them up yesterday. Yeah. I don't think that's the formula for the Heat. To well, win. I don't, the only reason I don't like that is because they're all two pointers. It's not like Bam's yeah. a three point shooter. If Bam was an excellent three point shooter and, t- and shot 23s last night, I'd be like, listen, it's a lot of fucking threes, but yeah. at least he's getting them up. 25 shots, however many of them, mid range jump shots. You're trading that for what the Denver's getting on the other side. It's, it's definitely not a good look. Um, but again, Bam was the only one that had anything going last night. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's the only one that could even put the ball in the basket. So it's just like, besides, uh, 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 who else played well? High, yeah. He, yeah. And Gabe Vincent had a solid game. He's been solid all playoffs too, yeah. as well. He's what he can also create his own shot. Um, so I, I'll give him definitely that. But Victor is a guy who's explosive, who could like, this is pre injury, obviously. Yeah. Who could attack the paint. And even if he's not scoring, he's just creating movement. Well, there's a guy that they're missing that could come back this series. No one's talked about it with Tyler Hero. No, that, that, that's where we're going to get, get, get right into. Cause everyone's like, Oh, they don't need Tyler. And yeah, we don't want Tyler back. He's going to mess it. You need Tyler. Right. Because I don't know if that, I don't want to call it luck. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here. That train that a lot of these guys have been on for the heat, right. like where this, these guys are having these games. Like again, Martin's a great player. Great. He's a good player. He had a great game seven. The guy was dribbling under the basket like fucking Bob Cousy <laughs> and, and then hitting turnaround fadeaways like Kobe. I mean, it was insane some of the shots. Yeah. Did you see the, the multiple pivot fadeaway over Al Horford in the first half? He was doing some things that game. Yeah. Um, with that being said, relying on that on a game seven, I mean, I mean, in a seven game series versus a better team, the Nuggets, brother, they need Tyler Hero. Right. It's you not like, some, it's not like they're rolling right now and. It's, I'm uh, worried about bringing in Tyler Hero. They're one in four in their last five games. The Heat are one in four in their last yeah, five yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, like bro. So like, it's it's okay. It's okay to try something different. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. They out of their last five games, they've lost four. Yeah. Won one. The game they won could have gone either fucking way. Jason Tatum was injured. I don't want to get into that whole thing. No excuses, but Jason Tatum rolled his ankle. 
you know, the beginning of the game. Actually, they beat the hell out of them in game seven, really. Yeah, but it wasn't really close. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to do that either. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. I hate Cause that, 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 that touches It's a slippery us. slope. It's just, yeah. But do we, do we, do we talk about it a little bit? What do you mean? I mean, Jason Tatum doesn't roll his ankle. Is that what we're doing? Do you, do you buy that his ankle was, was, you think he was throwing no, the game no. and limping? Jeez. Remember in the office when Michael Scott got slapped by Pam and he started limping away? <laughs> Why are you limping? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he's Pete Rose in here. I, I don't think he's throwing, throwing the game. What are you, what are you saying? You just, that's what you just said. You're like, well, I'm just saying, he's not. What, it, are you saying, are you buying that he was injured? No, of course. You can, Did you see the picture? Did you see the, the video that yeah. he twists his ankle? No one's, no one's over here. Jesus. Bro, you are. Let me tell you. <laughs> you are controversy. No, no. I don't think he. We can say it would have been a different game if he was healthy. You're allowed to say that. I think if he never had that ankle sprain, the game might have been a little different. I think that's easy to that say. not only hobbled him and made him mentally start thinking too much about his ankle and the soreness. And when you're doing that, you're not into the game. You could yeah. see it. He'd get a rebound. He'd be moving. He wouldn't cut. His explosion wasn't the same. His lift now isn't the same in his jump shot because as you're shooting, you're thinking of a pain in your ankle instead of putting the ball through the net. It's just right. like a whole different aspect. It's one thing to play like a sore shoulder that you go into the game knowing it's going to be there. Yeah. Or hurt, even a hurt ankle that you know going into the game that you've had all day to ice and like mentally prepare or play through it. It's one thing in a game seven to sprain your ankle the first fucking play you get it. And it's like now nagging you. And you're immediately probably thinking, like, geez, right now, like, come on, out of all times, like, sprain my ankle, you know, right yeah, in the exactly. start of game so seven. I think, yeah. I think, I think, it looked like from the outside, he sprained his ankle. And I think it bothered him physically, which you could see in the film. But I think it also bothered him mentally. And my dad used to always tell me, my coaches used to always tell me growing up, if you're going to play, play. Yeah. Because no one cares about the injury. They care about the outcome. No one's going to be like, uh, you know, hey, man, good game. You try to play through. Like, bro, you either play well or you don't. Yeah. And the injuries are part of the game. My thing with Jason is when he got hurt, I it just like it, it kind of like really hurt the team. The whole yeah. team was like it was off because he wasn't themselves, and then everybody else was weird. Jalen Brown is the worst handle in the NBA out of any superstar or star. He actually has a good little handle, but he's all over. He just dribbles the ball off his foot like three times a game. It's it's, it's pretty. But crazy. he actually has like a he has a nice little first step. He's got some chops. He's got a great first step. He's got he's got a handle. Like, he, no, he, no, yes, he does, bro. Watch Jalen Brown edits and highlights. He crosses the oh, shit out highlights, of but look at the lowlights. Go watch his, his guy. It's uh, so his we can, say he's, gets we can say he's turnover prone. We can say he's turnover prone. I'm not saying it's the worst handles of superstars. No, no, I'm saying there's so many superstars. Did he play? So do you think? So he was second team All NBA this year. Do you think he's a top ten guy in the NBA? I think he's up there. He's been dominant. You're, the past so if you're the Celtics, you're by the way, the whole thing's flipped. Remember last year in the finals, he was brilliant, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's just as good as Tatum." He was dribbling it off his foot in the finals last year. He's too, a right? high turnover prone guy, especially yeah. going left. Yeah. If you force him left, it can get a little, I don't want to say shaky, but he's a little bit more turnover prone going yeah. left. That's all it is. His right. handle still has a good handle. Maybe his left hand needs a little work. Who am I to judge? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the strongest right hand driver in the league right here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I like Jalen Brown. Well, I, okay. So we're, let's, we haven't spoken since the Celtics lost in Game Seven. Do you do you sign both of them, or do you make a move? Because there's a lot of moves to be made. If you could trade Jalen Brown, you can get a lot. I, of I don't think there's anything wrong seeing what's out there. 
Yeah. They've already made it known. They've already, they saw what was out there when they went to the finals they've, last year they, for they, KD, maybe. They've already done it. Yeah. So, you know, and you wonder what that would have looked like. Yeah. If they did that. Um, but the good news is his stock is still so high. He's right. young. He's hungry. He wants to be. He's in the prime of his life. He wants to be even a bigger star than what he is now. I don't yeah. even think he wants to be second fiddle to Jason. Um, I bet you if we were in a room alone with him and you asked him, do you think you're better than Jason? He'd probably say yes. Well, he should. Uh, so, you know, I think a lot of teams would like Jalen. He does play on both sides of the ball for the most part. Um, he's a better defender than Jason and, uh, he's just not as polished as a scorer, but he's, he can score the ball. He can score the shit out the ball. And I think there's a lot of value with Jay, uh, uh with Jalen out there. So well, basically what I want to know is, do you think the Celtics have topped out with this duo? Where they need to make a move. Where do you run it back? But you can't run it back with the same pieces around them. Here's my thing, man. If you went to the finals one year, and then the exact next year, go to the conference finals, it's like we live in a world where now it's like team just doesn't work. Yeah, team's failing. Like, bro, you've actually had two great years in a row. You went to the finals. Two great years. They've been to the conference finals for the last five. Something like so, that. So yeah. you have a recipe that's working. Yeah. You're just maybe like a piece or two away. Right. And that's why you look at what the value of like maybe Jalen can bring. Yeah. Or anyone, by the way. They got a lot of guys in there. Uh, they got a lot of pieces. They got great role players that you don't let go of. You know, but you have guys that you can look at moving. You know what I mean? Well, Peyton Pritchard just it looks like he's demanding a trade. Well, I wouldn't be surprised because he hasn't gotten on the floor at all. And he's a talented player. Yeah. He's had moments in the past where when they have played him, like last year's playoffs, he's actually was really solid for them. And from what I heard, he's actually a pretty, I, again, I don't know him well, but I've watched him play plenty. Uh, he's a pretty solid basketball player. So I, I, I'm sure he wants to go somewhere where he can get an opportunity. That, that, that team is loaded. Their roster is, he's going against six man of the year candidates to get minutes. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Right. Um, but good news is there's plenty of teams. Who are bad, and there's plenty of teams that even are good who are maybe need a little help in the guard spot. Peyton could possibly, you know, go somewhere and get some minutes. Um, and we're talking about a team that might win the title that's seven deep, eight deep right now. So of course, that, yeah. That, so that's why I'm saying like, I don't feel the need to really overreact with Boston too much. Like you got good pieces, man. I like their center, like Williams. But I think you know what it is too. I think when you lose the way they lost in Game Seven, first of all, they were down three zero. Which is, you know, alarming. And then when you lose game seven at home the way they did, you just always think there's something else going on where maybe this should break up. You know what I mean? That's, that's the only thing I think people overreact. It's the way you lose. Yeah. But they, they, the fact that they were down three games at O and were at zero and able to come back and make that series was impressive enough. Um, I do think that they had, you know, this is where our job is tricky. If they have Eme, do they win? I mean, the guys was the coach for one year. They went to the finals. So it's, yeah, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, they definitely get to the finals. But I don't want, so I don't want to discredit anything Joe Mazzulla. I'm not he blaming, some good adjustments. I'm not blaming first up the, the, the situation Joe was thrown in was nuts. Yeah. To be a guy behind the bench and get a coaching job, hey, Cody, you know, it's unheard of. Yeah. Um, to be a guy that people really didn't, and I don't know if he was exactly behind the bench, but. Well, they had Will Hardy, they lost in the Jazz, David Stoudemire became, I think, coach of Georgia Tech, so. Nonetheless. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just hasn't happened. Especially a team like that. We're talking about a big time yeah. basketball franchise. 
coming off of a finals appearance. They go back to the conference finals. All in all, they got a really good team with a good nucleus. I think you try to keep everything you can together. I think if you have to, you sign Jalen Brown back, but I think you look at what's out there first. Maybe see if you can get a little better. You know what I mean? Something different. Maybe adds a little more versatility in certain areas. A little more socks. Whatever the case may be. You know, I don't know what it is. It's a huge risk because this is Jason Tatum's prime that you're playing with. Yeah. If you make the wrong move, then. Well, they have really good role players yeah. that are already locked. Like Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, uh, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. Well, Grant Williams, not part of the team. Yeah, 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 Grant will be there. But you have Robert Williams. Like, yeah. they have good, they got, they got really good role players. Um, so that's good. They just need, you know, maybe Jay, you know, again, like I said, I, I think you have to look at Jalen. You look at the two. One's gotta, if one's gonna go, it's, it's gonna be Jalen. That's the unfortunate part about it. I know he's been frustrated. You've seen some of the interviews this year when he says stuff. It's just like, bro, the other guy's Jason Tate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going anywhere. So For it's sure. just like, you know, uh, I think you take a look there. So back to our original point, Tyler Hero, you, you bring, it's no question. You if bring Tyler him back as Hero soon can as play, I'm bringing him back. Yeah. They need help. And I know his trainer, Drew Hanlon, he, he posted he was in Denver. So I'm thinking that there's going to be a comeback here soon. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine, especially if they lose game two. It really frees up. Like if Miami wins last night, they probably don't bring him back right away because they're like, yo, we got a train that's kind of rolling right now. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we just don't even want to mess everything We compared up. it last night to the Jameer Nelson coming back for the Magic Remember in 2009. Came, when Ray Ralston was kind of holding yeah. down Anthony Johnson, they had kind of had like their own little thing. Again, Jameer's a better player. It's not about Tyler Hero's a better player than Duncan Robinson. He's a better player than Max right. Bruce. He's a better player than... Than uh, Martin, yeah. he is. Yeah, Jameer Nelson was an All Star that year. Jameer Nelson was yeah. a better player than Ray Ross. It's just like in a moment, a team can hit a stride, and like a. And you're, you're trying to figure out how to work this All Star back into the rotation. Right, it's not a small feat. It's not like yeah. you're adding like a little role player. Like Tyler's a guy that shoots 15, 16 shots a game. So like, it's hard to throw someone like that back in. Or in your case, and we're talking about Jameer Nelson, who's a starting point guard. Yeah. When you got something that's rolling and working, it's just hard to do that. Where like. Obviously, next year, season starts, Tyler's back starter. It's unanimous. He's better than those guys. Of course. Just like right now, they got things going. And like I said, a lot of these guys are playing out of their minds. Man. I, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but like I played against these guys enough to know, like, no, yeah. if you think these guys are going to keep scoring. Well, they're, they're, if they're an 18 in the finals, people are out playing. <laughs> well, they've already done their thing, bro. Like, yeah. what, what Gabe Vincent and what Strauss and what it, Martin, what these guys have already done yeah. has been impressive. I'm not putting Duncan in there because he makes $90 million. But the other guys have already exceeded their expectations or their job, per se. I mean, they have, especially, I mean, all of them, really. But Martin and Vincent, I think those two above. You know, Struis has played well, but he hasn't played as well as, he hasn't played nearly as well as. That game yesterday, though, him starting off the game missing those open looks was pretty deflating, I thought. They were really open looks. Yeah. Sometimes those are the hardest ones to shoot. People think, though, people think, like, watching the game, like, when you watch a guy who's wide open, like, he's wide open. Those are the hardest ones. It is easier when you're a shooter and you catch and someone's closing out to you mm -hmm. to like quickly, not even think in a second, to let that ball fly. You usually have someone lining up the rims, the man between you and a basket, or you see someone coming at you. Right. You can literally just let that ball fly and have a clean shot towards the basket. Where when you're wide open, it feels like you're on an island by yourself. The whole arena is looking at you and there's an expectation that you have to make it because you're open. True. He has to make this shot. So you get it and you're sitting there like, Shh. a lot of times the guys will, you'll see it. I even saw like Duncan do it a couple of times. They'll catch it. They'll take a dribble. 
they're already doing too much. Like, yeah, yeah, Duncan taking that dribble. I know exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Take a dribble, like try to get it, like bro, or like catching the think, like bro. It, it makes the like your rhythm's different. It's much easier when it's quick, quick, boom, boom. You're like yeah, just not nice even, thinking, no thinking at all, yeah. letting that ball fly. When you catch and you're wide open, you're like, holy shit, I got to, <laughs> I got to make this shot. Yeah. It's a little harder. So yeah. I think he got a couple of those early, and when you miss them, it could fuck with your confidence. Right. Um. So I think you saw a little bit of that last night. But again, every time Max or or, or Martin or or Duncan, any of these guys have had their back against their wall, Jimmy, they've answered the bell. So it, it's hard for me to count out the Heat. I do think Denver's going to win this series in five to six games. But I, I, I mean, last night was a bad shooting, you know, performance. I wouldn't be surprised. They don't play till Sunday, man. These guys are going to get the gym again today. Get some shots. They're going to get the gym again tomorrow. I would not be surprised Sunday comes along and they and they have a better shooting performance. Right. I don't think Duncan Robinson's going to be shooting it off the glass or anything like that. These guys are knockdown shooters. Max has hit big shots all playoffs. Gabe Benson has hit big shots all playoffs. Uh, Martin has hit huge shots all playoffs. I think after game seven, we all did the same thing. I think we looked up Caleb Martin's contract to see if he was going to be a free agent this summer or not after the way he's been playing. Is he? No, he signed a three-year 20. So he's, yeah. <laughs> so it's... So well, by the way, by the way, if he was a free agent this summer, six and a half million is a lot of money. No, no, I'm just uh, saying. If but he, if he was free agent, we're talking twenty million. It's crazy. We're talking like a four year, eighty million. It's, instead of the Jordan Poole, Austin Reeves, we were talking about Caleb Martin, Austin <laughs> Reeves. That'd be, that'd be the clip we would have right now. Oh my god! Yeah, he'd probably get about eighty million. It's just mm-hmm. tough timing on that free agency stuff and stuff. Timing's everything. Yeah, With everything. Oh, With right. everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I. I'm conflicted in this because every time they've had their back to the wall, they've answered. These guys continually play well and prove people wrong. And then on the other note, you're like, we understand these guys are playing well, but like, we know, that, again, these guys are good players, but like some of these performances are a little out of body. Some of these performances are a little out of body. Yeah. Okay. I only say this because I've, we've seen it. Yeah. Them play a thousand times and never seen them do any of this. Yeah. So you're like, this opportunity, the adrenaline, the moment, the confidence is high, they're playing well. Now, yesterday they have a performance like that. You see if they bounce back again in the finals level. I'd be very impressed if they come back game two, if they have big games. Well, on this playoff run, the Heat haven't lost a game one yet. So this is their first time losing game one. We're going to yeah, see they, them. They, exactly. They yeah. stole it. They, they immediately make it a series. Yeah. You steal game one and it changes everything. Right. People don't understand, like, especially if you're a favorite, you lose game one and, you know, things get a little tighter on you. You know what I mean? Like people start right. thinking, like, "Oh shit, we came in here and stole." Now we have to win game two. Right. This is our first time seeing them essentially just yeah. down in a series. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, from the get, I mean, right. they first play the game. Jamal goes body to body, layup, starts talking. I was like, "Oh, shit. you could just the energy in that arena." They were waiting for this team to get in there. What's Again, that Denver home crowd like? They're, it's good. It's not crazy. It's mostly it's a hockey town. Yeah. You know, you got to think Colorado people in Denver. Uh, a lot of outdoors. A lot of outdoors people, uh, a lot of people, you know, involved in nature and backpacking and hiking, and skiing, and, you know, all that stuff. Hockey's definitely the premier sport there, followed probably by, you know, Broncos football. Yeah. But, you know, like everything in life, trends, tides change. They have the best player in the NBA on the team right now. And I think the city's like gotten behind that. You can see it right now. And they're going to ride this wave. I mean, this is the first time they've ever been in the championship. This would be the first championship they've ever won if they do win, which I do think they will. And I do think that's going to cause, like, I mean, it's going to be a circus there to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got a bunch of drunk white people out there in the parade just going nuts. 
Bigger yeah. hero in Denver, John Elway or Nikola Jokic? If they win. Because it's the first one ever, it's got to be me. Had Denver ever won before? Before John Elway? I don't think so. I, I don't know anything about football. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know a damn thing about <laughs> yeah. that. It's hard to say anybody's over John Elway right now. Yeah. But I think Nicole's headed that way. Yeah. He's a superstar. He's probably going to go down as one of the greatest centers of all. He's already leapfrogged Carmelo into the whole Denver rankings for sure. Well, yeah, just, just for what he's done. He's a two-time MVP. You know, right. Melo was great. He was a star. He was a superstar. He was a superstar, but he wasn't, he wasn't an MVP. Yeah. Um, and this guy's already won it twice and probably should, could have, should have won it this year. I think after this run, everyone's saying, like, eh, this guy's the best player. You know what I mean? Joel's a great player, but this, this guy's, this guy's the best player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll have some restaurants. Nikolai's. They, have, they got Elway's. You, you've been to Elway's Steakhouse. They got Elway's Steakhouse all throughout Denver. They're like really nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the man. Valid. Right. Um, but who knows? Jokic could be headed that way. So what are the biggest adjustments you think the Heat should make for game two? Well, some of them are like very just point blank. I mean, like some of them are shots at the fall. They got good looks. Max missed open shots. Caleb missed some open shots. Uh, Duncan missed open shots. These guys got good looks. They got to they gotta make some shots. That, that's they got to be excited about the looks they got. That's what, that's what I'm saying. They, they, you go back and you cut up this film and you look at your shot selection and you think, okay, if I max through something and I get these same shots next game, I'm knocking these things down. Yeah. There's no way I'm going over 10 again. Right. And there isn't. I mean, he's too good of a player. He shoots the ball too well. Same with Duncan. Again, Gabe Vincent play well. Martin Stroops have to play well. If you're starting, yeah, they're not playing 10 minutes off the bench. So they're, they're not getting, this is what we talked about. You don't have role player expectations anymore. Yeah, because now they're starting the NBA Finals. You guys combine for three points. You now, start now, now that we've seen what you did in Game Seven yeah. with Boston. We've seen this. The expectations get higher. We talked about this when we brought up the whole Jordan Poole Reeves thing. The biggest difference there is Reeves has zero expectations coming into the season, and this took a lot of people by surprise. And now, like this is like this guy people cheer for. We're like Jordan Poole's coming off a of Finals experience, a championship, signed 130 million dollars. Bro, expect people expect him to drop twenty a, a game off the bench. Right, different expectations, man. Different leagues. This is what's happening right now. Again, we don't have new contracts for these guys, but essentially, you have a bunch of players who have been role players their entire lives, still role players, but are now in a bigger role within that role player. We also know the stars, Jimmy and Bam, but now you have role players who are playing 10, 15 minutes, four or five shots. Now you're starting, and we need you to put up double figures every night. It's a different expectation. It's a different pressure. So I uh, again, I I look forward to the, to the bounce back. I think keys for game two, Jimmy's got to be dominant. He had thirteen. And I wanted to ask you about Jimmy. What he hasn't been, he started off the playoffs hot. No, he started off on fire. He's yeah. he's cooled off and been able to really just kind of win games off the will right. of some of his. And he he's made timely baskets. He's made very timely baskets throughout the playoffs. No free throw attempts though for him. That's tough for game yeah, one. Yeah, I, I just need him to be more aggressive on offense. He has to be more aggressive. Yeah. He had thirteen points, my guy. Yeah. If they have any ch- shot of winning this versus Denver, he, he's got to average at least 26, 27. And he's got to have one of those games where he busts out for 40. He's got to have a dominant game. He's got to have a game where he wins it kind of on his own. The, he the needs Jimmy one game. Of those. He needs a Jimmy game. Yeah. A Jimmy Buckets game. Hemi Buckets. Was it Hemi Butler? Hemi, but the Hemi Buckets, I think he got the trademark. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's got all types of stuff. Shout out to Big Face Coffee. Um, I still am waiting for my hat and my shirt. I'm going to have to get that. Yeah, I want my one too. I do like the branding. I, thought, I saw the hat. Well, you deserve it more than me. You're like an actually coffee guy. I don't even drink coffee. Yeah, I know, but I think you're 
You don't drink any coffee? I, I feel like if I wore his big face coffee stuff, it would be like I'm that kid in LA walking around with a Metallica shirt and some like dunks yeah. and I don't know a Metallica song. Right. You know that trend when everybody's wearing like vintage. Oh, of course. Vintage. Pink, the Pink Floyd was the number one. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. I, I've never even, I thought that was a barbecue. So you've never thought, worn a shirt. Pink Floyd's was a barbecue spot. You never, you never worn a shirt where you didn't know anything about maybe the band or whatever you're wearing? No. I wore an ET shirt the other day and people had the audacity to question the seat. Yeah. I only wear what I know. I'm not, I'm not that guy that like puts on something for a trend or I think the only vintage tea I've ever gotten, my fiance got me an Aaliyah shirt. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I love Aaliyah. Yeah. We all do. So may she rest in peace that. I, I, I wouldn't into that, uh, old school stuff, really. I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable like you. But you would wear, you would wear, uh, I, I am an old school I wear guy. a little DeBarge tea. Big fan. Big fan. Jerry Curls all Jerry Curls all over the tee. Got some like that'd be a fire tee. I'd wear something like that. I, I I'd wear like an Al Green. I, I like soul music in, in, in that type of era of music. Yeah. I, I like but like well, last night like, we were rock house. and roll, like I don't know I don't I know Nirvana and Queen and that's about it. And why do you know Queen because of the movie? What Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't even know anyone like this. I had no idea they sung. Half the songs I heard, I knew. I didn't know it was Queen. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew of their songs, obviously, but I, I never heard of the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Until the movie. Oh, that's like a, for me, it would be maybe a, a karaoke, maybe a top five karaoke. Yeah, see, like, I, I wasn't knowledgeable of that at all. When I saw all that right. movie, I was like, yeah, this song looks really good. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, in the beginning it's one of the best songs of all time. It's also in Wayne's World, too. I don't know if you ever saw. Wayne's world. Those guys like drumming and doing all this. Yeah, I, I, that's what my, Michael Myers. Before right. your time, this is this is the, this is when you're 30. I'm 36. This There's is a little bit what, of a gap. What I man. go through with my girl is what me and you are going through right now. <laughs> but I'm make sure people take that. To right now. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, clean that one up. No, but, but for sure. But uh, we, I do listen to the older stuff. No, you. I you, call it real music. But every now and then, like the other day, you and me were out, and I heard like a, I think it was a little baby song, and I asked you, and the, we were out, and I had to ask you, like I was like, no, no, hey, you, you did it so sly too. You go, you go, the way you did it, you, the the song's on, and we're at a bar, you know, catching a vibe, and everyone's singing this song, everyone was singing it, yeah. and you go, it's a song new or old? I was like, it's pretty old. It came out like five, six years ago. You're like. Did you even write it down? Well, no, you know, I, I wrote it in my notes, but that's way better than me shazamming it and holding it up to the, to the ceiling. I was going to shazam it. I'm that guy with no shame. You would just shazam I'll it in a, in a bar? Come on. Oh, I'll pull it out. I don't, I don't give a damn. single trying to attract me over here. You, you would have just shazam at a bar. It's automatic repellent. I'm gone. No one's even looking at me. But who's the guy shazamming in the corner with the, be the gray beard? Oh, man. All right. So <laughs> one final prediction before we close the finals conversation. I know you got Nuggets winning it. Are they gonna, is it a sweep? Really How miserable sweep? is this too? We've been talking about the finals for like 20 minutes now. I got, I got, 20, about, I got 40. 40 minutes. I've been talking about a team that I used to play for 365 Does days. it really bother you? Okay, let's get it out it of the absolutely bothers okay, get, me. Let's get it. You, you have been, I can feel it on the tip of your tongue. You just want to say it. It bothers me that they're in the finals. Yes. It bothers me that I didn't get to play with Jamal. It bothers me that like everyone now is like, oh, they have this complete roster. No, they fucking don't. They have seven guys that they play. They don't even play a full roster. They're not even playing a full team right now. I hate to see you bitter like this. No, I'm bitter. I'm bitter. <laughs> I, I'm bitter. I'm salty. I am all that in between. I, I don't like. The only reason I'm happy is because I'm good friends with Aaron Gordon and Michael good friends Porter with Jr. Michael Porter Jr. And I'm happy that they're in the finals. Yeah. 
but you're salty. That's where it ends. Huh? Yeah. No, I totally get it. I just know you wanted to say it. I don't know. I mean, it's something that's definitely bothering you. And you played him in the first round. That had to have been tough. Not only was it tough. <laughs> not only was it tough. I want you to think about this. I went from playing 20 minutes a game on the Denver Nuggets to not playing a minute. Yeah. In the first couple of games with the Timberwolves and then losing. Keep losing. First round. No, it's been a it's been a bumpy ride the last the last couple of two months for Tim. Yeah. And I've had humble pie before, but my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a full serving, huh? I had a full serving in the past. Yeah. You know, which is hey man, listen. You live and you learn. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, am I genuinely like really actually mad, mad? No, man. Like I'm happy for the guys. But yeah, is there a part of me that's a little salty about this situation? And I'm I'm looking on the TV screen and seeing these guys host trophies and stuff pretty soon. Like, bro, no. There's a part of me as a competitor that, in an ego standpoint, where I'm just like, no, okay. yeah. So we'll leave. Well, that's why I mean that's why you're in the NBA, right? Because you're no one, likes see, no one likes to see their ex doing better than than, than they are right after the breakup. Right after, by the way, this right is immediate. After. Like you left campus, and they were like, "All right, you guys, Jamal, you're healthy. Like let's let's do." Right this. when I left, Jamal comes back, and it's just spring chicken. <laughs> and when I'm there, the guy's hobbling around. I I, I couldn't even get Jamal in the court. Man. <laughs> Once this guy leaves, this guy's out here making fadeaways, having thirty point games, holding his hands up, fucking beating everybody. Bro, I'm looking at this team. We're playing in the playoffs, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's like you're at a party, and when you left a little early, and it's like the next day, someone's like, dude, right after you left, all the pretty girls showed up. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what happened. I left the party early, and all the pretty girls showed up, yeah. and then it became like a night to remember, and I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm going through right now. It's not okay. We're just going to truck through it. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. What you should do is look into coaching because Monty Williams just signed six years, $72 million, And I, I think you can get to $100 million with incentives. What were your thoughts when you saw that? Well, first off, I love the deal because it's just heading in the direction of coaches getting their, their just due. Yeah. Because they have more in their play than players. They really do. Some people say coaching is overrated. It's, Deals like this make it seem like maybe it's underrated. I, mean, I think coaches can be overrated you know, depending on the situation. A team like Detroit, it's not going to be anything overrated. He's got his hands on you got a young group, a young team, a young core, uh, an identity, a culture that has not been built yet that you have to build. 
Yeah. That's a lot on your plate. That's not, that's, that's like what Ime has ahead of him in Houston, what Monty has in Detroit, what my father had here in Orlando. Yeah. Like when you're building a culture, man, like, bro, that's, that's no joke. I, I, yeah, but you I, said last week you wanted to see like your father, for example, take a job like Detroit because you want him to get back to coaching. What, what Monty's deal has right now is what I would like to see from my father. Yeah. Yes. I think he's better off in a situation like that. Go get paid a shit ton of money and go use your knowledge and your experience to help young players know how to play the game the right way yeah. and build a culture and identity, good habits, good fundamentals, right. which are lost in a lot of these bad young teams. I think Monty's perfect for it. And everyone knows what type of coach my father is, especially the type of coach. I think he fits that. People don't think that because he's been on these championship or bust teams for the past like however many years. But I've seen what that's led to, the stress, the chaos. It'd be nice for him to get in a different situation like Monty. And I'm happy the money is reflecting the significance of their job. Do I think on some of these top, top tier teams, coaches are a little bit, they're very important, but they're a little bit more. But when you have like eight or nine really good pros on a team or like an MVP or this, this and that, Listen, you're doing a lot, but a lot of it is you're just sitting back and you're watching great. Right. I don't think anybody's teaching Nicola how to do a, a post up or. Yeah. It's managing personalities. You manage personalities. I don't think Mike Malone's telling Phil Jackson Jokic was, was unbelievable. How to do the left or right hook, but you're throwing the ball to Jokic pretty much. You, you, you run some actions. I'm more impressed with Tim Connolly putting the team together, if anything. Yeah. Finding Aaron Gordon. I'll give Calvin credit. He went and got, uh, KCP and, and Bruce Brown, um, who's been, Really solid for them. Uh, credit. But yeah, that's, yeah, I think it just depends on the situation. Yeah, there are different kinds of coaches. Uh, Phil Jackson was amazing at <clears throat> managing personalities. I don't know how Phil Jackson would have done with, uh, like, if they picked, if you picked up the Orlando Magic right now. No, he'd be like, what, is, what the hell is this? <laughs> right. You know what like, I mean? This guy's used to Michael and Scotty running the triangle, Kobe right. and Shaq and, and all these guys, vets, Robert Horry, Derek Fisher, uh, uh, yeah. Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, this guy, Ron Harper, men. Oh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trying to come at Phil Jackson saying he couldn't coach. Yeah, yeah no, no, players. no, I'm not saying we could. He, he just could. He did just, you see in the last dance? He's like, oh, Dennis Rodman was crazy, and I read this book on Native Americans and did this and that, connected with him. I was just like, okay, this guy is just, he knows how to tap into different personalities. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and there are some guys that are like, maybe a Brad Stevens when the Celtics teams were trying to rebuild after your dad left. He's good with well, uh, and I'll and I also say. He tapped into a personality because he's one of the better players on the team. I don't think he was uh, reading a book on how to connect with Steve Kerr. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, Steve Kerr's gone on to do great things after basketball. Yeah. And obviously, he was a champion while he played. But Dennis Robbins like a Hall of Famer for basketball. Right. Where Steve Kerr's a Hall of Fame coacher. Coach. Um, so, just two different things there. I, yeah. You know, I, I think he puts – you put in time when you're supposed to. Yeah. I always said that about Coach K. If you're going to go to Duke, be the first or second option. Maybe the third. After that, I don't know how you're going to be there for four years and you're going to have to enjoy your ride. And yeah. it's going to be tough because every season you come back, you're going to have some studs coming in. And that's just what's going to be catered to. Well, and when you're talking about dudes, you're talking there's about always Matt. like four McDonald's All-Americans that go. Two of them go straight to the NBA after the next year and two of them transfer. Two it's, of just, them, it's, it's always weird. So which it, two are you going to be? He, he, you put, especially when you only have a kid for six months. Yeah. You're going to cater to the guys that you're supposed to cater to. It's so sure. human nature. I mean, you made promises. How else did you get yeah, them there? That, that's, and that's the only way you get the other ones to come the next year. Yeah. If, if I went to Duke and I didn't go one and done, the, the number one player, the number five player, or whatever, behind me, would go, yeah, Boston ain't going one and done there. I, I don't want to fucking go. Right. That's why I didn't go to Carolina. Yeah. 
None of those guys go one and done. You go to North Carolina, you're there for fucking 12 years. Yeah. Like, bro, like Harrison Barnes was at a high school top five pick. Goes there, still had to come back. Right. Like, I should have never even had to play against Harrison Tom. But when you go to Carolina, again, they make great pros. We're not doing the whole Duke pros versus Carolina pros. We both have great pros. Kentucky has great pros. But we talk about one and done era. Carolina has not been pumping those out. Marvin Williams, Brandon Wright. The fact that we're going back there is insane. <laughs> That's my point. And they've had plenty of pros in between. Uh, Ed Davis? Okay. That's one. Uh, I, I'm understanding. Your points. Yeah, that's points about Exactly. You yeah. go our way, it's, it's silly. We're pumping out two or three a year. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I actually talked to this man the other day. I was golfing. He was giving me this whole spiel about how, they, you know, some of the old timers at Duke don't like the young, one and done age. And a man is nothing without his education. He's giving me this whole spiel. And he's like, well, when I went to college, we went four years. I was like, sir, you went to college for four years because you had no talent. <laughs> you had no choice. Right. Whatever you were aspiring to be, if there was a one year and done to be a doctor and go make millions, you would have went for one year too. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's just the most ridiculous conversation. And I didn't even say this. I remember that because like, uh the Elton brand, um, I think that was nineteen ninety nine. Elton brand came out, Corey Maggetti, all these guys, William Avery, they were the first group of uh Duke players to leave early. No one ever left Coach K early. And all those guys got a lot of heat for it. Corey Maggetti left after one year. Back then that was kind of crazy. So Duke guys didn't leave back then. So I could see how the old guys wouldn't like this one and done thing. Duke's become the one and done school. They took no, it that's from what Kentucky. it is now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky and Duke are like, the, that's the school where you go to if you want to be a one and done. And Duke's number one now. Yeah. For sure. Back to Monty Williams. How would you compare like Ime Udoka, Rockets, Monty Williams, Pistons? Whose both- future do you like better? Well, right now, Detroit's. Yeah. They got, what pick do they have this year? Fifth? Uh, so you can get a solid player at number five. <laughs> well, I'm saying this is a very top heavy. No, for sure. Like the first two picks, three picks, people are like, like life changing players. And then after that, you don't really know. Cause maybe find one. There's always a, a draft. There's always a couple players that like fall back that are going to be like talked about in four or five months ago. We don't know who that is. We'll probably see that very shortly in the summer league. But you got Cade. Jaden Ivy, I like Ivy. He needs more, his game needs to be polished. Yeah, freak athlete, but he he's got to polish his game up. The big man from Memphis, Jalen Duran, Duran. I like him. Yeah, he's solid. He has like Aaron Gordon esque athleticism in in him. Yeah, to where if, if his body continues to get stronger and improve, maybe he can get like a nice standstill jump shot, corner three. You start there, build your way out, and then but really just pick roll dunker, clean up energy guy. Who's left open can maybe be relied to knock a shot down here and there. Like if he can do that, you got Ivy polishing up his offensive skill set. He's a freak athlete. He plays yeah. hard. Uh, you got Cade. He's going to come back healthy. Miss the whole season. You have something there. Yeah. Houston. Sh- Shingun. I know you love Shingun. Love Shingun. I like Jalen Jabbar Green. Smith. Actually, had a good end of this end of the season. Yeah, I like sure. how Jabbar Smith played at the end of the season. I like Jalen Green too. He just needs they just need structure around. I think that's a good coach for that though. No, no, this is perfect for. Him. Why do you think Udoka picked the Rockets over waiting to see what else was out there? I think openings? I can't speak for him. On paper, it looks like the first team that offered him something. This guy was like, "Let me, let me grab." Yeah, because he could have waited out and got. Because him. if he would have waited, Milwaukee, there was a lot of names Sixers, that were coming up that he yeah. could have probably snapped. You know, yeah. I mean, some good opportunities. Yeah. 
some of those aren't good. They just look good. Like, you want to go coach Philly? Is Philly going to win next year? Do they have a championship roster? I told this before my dad took the job. Oh, you would think with the MVP that you have a shot at winning the title. Man. Bro. We don't know if James is coming back or not, though. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Did you see that Philly reporter immediately ask Nick Nurse, do you want James Harden to come back? Like, yeah, immediately no, offer a... Didn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Nick was like, well, well... Yeah, Philly media is different. Yeah. Not in Toronto anymore when they love you. Yeah. Philly, Philly will turn on you in a second. Right. But, I, I, again, Nick Nurse is a great head coach. I'm sure he's going to, you know, be able to... I'm not saying he's, he's, he's better. Sometimes, you know, it's not even about a coach being better. It's just about being different. Like new life, new blood is just, it, it can be needed sometimes. You know, maybe Doc, his way got to a point where it can become counterproductive. And then you bring in somebody who has a different way of going about something and maybe they can go farther. Doc <clears throat> goes somewhere where his points are, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it fits everything for coaching as well. It's not just a player thing. Coaches got to fit into a culture as well. Um, I knew as soon as certain players were on that Philly team that his days were probably numbered. Um, and, you know, we'll leave that at that. You know what? So a couple of days ago, um, I saw this highlight. It was the 1998 draft, the Vince Carter draft. Um, and your dad was, was on, was, he was one of the analysts for it. His voice was completely different. Is that, is that what has, how his voice was during your childhood? That was, it was completely different voice. No, people don't understand. Like I grew up with this like voice, this monster. Of a voice that you guys hear now is not really what we grew up with. Man. <laughs> That's what coaching does: stress yeah. and late hours and not a lot of sleep, uh, and yelling and yelling and yelling and yelling and yelling all day. Does right. voice, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, you know, I if you go back and look at some of his old interviews, you're like thrown off by the way he talks. Completely, thrown it almost off. looks like it's fake. Yeah, and then like you listen to him now, and you're like, what happened? Coaching. Yeah. So, um, yeah. One more thing I want to get into before I let you go. I know you saw Josh Hart recently tweet out. Has anyone ever tried their significant other's breast milk? What a way to end the pod. I love it. Because I knew that right into some titty milk, some old fashioned (laughs) titty milk, man. There's nothing better than that. Uh, have I tried it before? Well, what'd you think about the tweet? First of all, it just looks like he's has time. Right now, and he's just yeah. like, you know what? I don't really give a fuck. I think also he played well enough with the Knicks to where everyone knows the Knicks are going to bring him back and pay him. So he's allowed to talk about breast milk. You just go out here and have some fun a little bit. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I also think it's funny when players let their guard down and like ask questions. Well, that's like, that, anybody. That's like it. use Twitter the right way. I mean, I've seen people use it the wrong way, right? Like, yeah, like, trouble, I'm like, all for Josh getting out there and like being funny and tweeting stuff like, "Hey, have y'all ever tried Jalen Brunson?" Casually, like, comes back and says, CJ McCollum, everyone CJ McCollum chimes in, like, bro, that's, that's good fun. That's what you want. So, this offseason, I'm expecting you to kind of throw out some thoughts on social media, get a little loose with it. When when the game's done, I mean, like, finals are over. Bro, trust me, once, once I get a deal signed, man, these lips are going to start to sink. (laughs) All right, that's a good place to stop. Game two is Sunday. Prediction on game two. You got the Heat winning that one? Uh, I'm going to go on a limb. And say, Heat. I can't do it. I, I got I got Denver winning again. I, yeah, I, Denver. I really do, man. I got, I got Denver winning this in five games. Yeah. I think the Heat get one at home. I have the, I have Denver winning again. Yes. Right. Right. Lost. They haven't lost at home all playoffs. Right. All right. Good. It's a good place to stop. 
Great chatting with you. Always, man. Today was interesting. We were all over the place, but we had a good time. Hope the listeners enjoy this. Sure. A little basketball, a lot of finals talk. Some breast milk. The breast milk, some coaching, some yeah. some other things. Some office references. Some office good. references. We, Which, we, by the way, if you did trivia for any TV show, you think office you'd be the best at? I know I'd be the best at that. I don't think anybody could beat me in the office trivia, except some like nut who's watched it like 3,000 times. But I've seen each episode at least 15 to 20 times. Yeah. Like you watch the office the way Joe Mazzula watches the town. Sure. <laughs> I actually watched the town like two nights ago. Just because inspired, no, inspired? Nothing, Joe no. Mazzula inspo. Come no, it's no Joe Mazzula inspo. Jeez, he's, the tr- was, he's the trendsetter. You're the follower. Yeah, uh, I saw the TV, and my fiance said, like, "I've never seen it." It's like you've never seen the town. So it's a must. She fell asleep for twenty minutes. That's so. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate the pod. Uh, another another episode. Um, and we're going to have some guests next week. I'm yeah. working on a couple guys right now. It's going to be fun. we got a surprise guest. We'll leave it at that. And uh, I think the audience will definitely be excited for next next week's guest. So. And we're about to go do some – we're going to go shoot right now, right? We are. We're going to go get in the lab and get some shots up. You know, yeah. I, I, I start workouts next week. It's about that time of year where I start kind of getting really back into it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to get back in the lab. All right, let's get it. Peace.